hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Make Better. Um, we have a special guest here, Lindsay from um, Ad Results Media. Lindsay, it's so great to have you. I'm super excited to be here. I've been missing being on a podcast since closing my own. We had a podcast called On the Mic, which I produced and hosted for three years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, we ended our run last year. Yeah. Last December, 2022. Wow. Um, and, and Lindsay, you've been in this space for a while outside of just having the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about what, what, you know, Ad Results Media does, what you do there, anything, you know, your sort of expertise lies in? Yeah. So um, Ad Results Media, uh, obviously our focus is on uh, audio based advertising. Um, we've been in the space since 1998, started off with radio. Uh, I have been here for eight and a half years, and it's it's really been a ride. Uh, we were, our, our podcasting presence was very small when I joined. And so um, I seemed to get in at the right time. I had actually been doing some voiceover for some other podcasts at the time when I joined Ad Results. So I was able to kind of come in and give some feedback on on performance and kind of how to look at it from like the creator's perspective rather than just buying and strategy. Uh, from there, I actually built out Ad Results' creative department, hired our very first copywriters, introduced our production arm. Yeah, had a, had a big hand in a lot of that. Right now, the department is made up of two different teams. We have our creative team, so that's our copywriters and our producers. And then we also have our audio insights team. And that's that team is really interesting. They listen to um, the ad reads that come that are placed by ad results, and they offer feedback on how to improve them. Uh, they ensure that there's a really strong relationship between brand and host. And we also do a lot of external research as well. So what are audience, how are audiences feeling about the brands? How are audiences um, interacting with the ad reads? Uh, we have found some really interesting ways to try to speak to audiences in ways that uh, haven't quite been explored yet. So one of our big pushes this year and then into 2024 is kind of moving beyond the 60 second ad read as we currently know it. Um, and we've been pulling in different elements from like TikTok trends to what are folks doing on YouTube. It's been a lot of fun. On that, because I, I love that you have a, the creator division and then you also have like the strategy and stuff. So uh, on the creator side, you said lots of copywriters. How has ChatGPT and all of this AI stuff changed the way you guys are thinking? Are you using it? Have you, you know, like hired ChatGPT on as a supplemental team member? Is anything changed? No, nothing has really okay. changed. Um, I would say, if anything, we have used it to help with some of our translations okay. as we expand into like Spanish speaking areas or um, we even ran on some German podcasts and, you know, we kind of explored the translation functions. But, um, you know, we're we're of the opinion that we're really trying to be authentic and genuine. Yep. And a lot of that comes from human experience. Yep. So you need that human voice there to to help create those uh, those stories. 
Yeah, no, totally agree. I, I love to hear that because obviously it's affecting a lot of industries, but um, I think, you know, especially in the podcast ad space, you just, it's never going to be able to fully understand all the things that you guys and your copywriters do from their experience, at least not yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance and context that gets lost. Um, we've done some testing, but it hasn't quite yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing beats the human experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, amazing. And before we dive in, you know, we we talk a lot on the podcast about, you know, obviously it depends on what type of ad it is, but if it's like a host endorse, baked in ad and stuff, um, you know, Adam and I are big fans of just like, it's the ads should be content focused. They might not, and yes. we went back and forth with Stu on this, they might not be the perfect ad where you have no idea it's an ad, right? Like that's too much to ask, but it should be, you know, related to the content. It should feel natural and it should be only almost such like something that the the listener doesn't want to miss, right? Because it's part of the podcast. Uh, do you feel that same way? How do you approach um, or are there any, any high level like themes that you go into when you're reviewing or creating ad creative? Yeah, no, I, I love to hear that. Um, one of the things that we have been saying throughout this year is that we want to approach this. We want to approach ad reads. Um, we call them ads as content, even if the host, for some reason, can't tie it into whatever their show theme is, whatever their topic is. We want to still approach it as like, hey, here's like an additional little like interesting tidbit that you don't want to miss. Like maybe there's some history here. Ooh. Maybe there's like a storytelling element. And so, you know, like I mentioned how we're trying to explore areas outside of the ad read as we know it currently, we, we've also been talking about like, how can we expand on a brand story across time um can we tie like pre-rolls and mid-rolls together do you get like a little cliffhanger Ooh. at the top of the read and then you know when you hit your mid-roll like do we finish telling the brand story so so yeah i i totally agree i absolutely think it should be content like you really want the listener to not just tune out huh it's another ad read oh you know i've heard yeah. this a million times so I love the the concept of moving beyond that 60 second ad read and stuff, but I was just trying to imagine like what that would look like, right? Because we're so stuck in the like, this is how it is, right? Oh, make it content first, add a hook and those sorts of things. And I think it's easy to think those things can't change. But what you just said about like, maybe it's the, you know, the the pre-roll is the intro and then the mid-roll is something like the, that's so creative and, and totally something worth testing. Really, really cool concept. To piggyback on what you were saying there, Lindsay, I love that so much because I come from a generation that grew up watching YouTube content and YouTubers figured this out really early where ads can become content, not just ads, where they found ways to integrate it into the content of their video. You know, it could be a mommy vlogger walking through their house and all of a sudden they kind of pit stop by the bathroom and they're showing off this brand new uh, tushy or whatever they, they've got going on in, in there exactly. and it just happens to fit into their house tour and then they talk about their promo and it feels like it's more integrated into the content and it feels a lot less like an ad and far more organic. And that's something that podcasting inherently will struggle with just because of the lack of visual element on the audio side of things. But then addition to that, it struggles because the content can feel so rhythmic where it's a true crime episode. It's really hard to integrate in a product into a true crime narrative in such an organic way, unless it coincides really well with it. So creativity is the name of the game. And that's where I think certain creators will really stand out as we go into 2024 and into this new generation of podcasting. So I, I'm all in on that. I love the way that you're looking at it looking at for more integrated content-driven ads. Well, on that note, should we dive in? Yes, let's do it. Let's get let's it. Let's do it. All right. So the first ad we're going to listen to is Beam, uh, Beam CBD. Adam, you know them, right? Yeah. Yeah. We we actually work with them. So okay. we we are just starting to launch some of their campaigns. So uh, I believe the ad that we're running on is prior to them working. Uh, okay. Before, so 
I'm, I'm excited to Neat. listen to it. Um, any, anything else you'd want to share about them? They're a CBD supplement, right? And I think they, it's, it's like for working out, it's for sleeping. So right now, predominantly Beam is pushing their sleep product, which is their Beam Dream. It's a uh, hot cocoa that is infused with melatonin, CBD, reishi, L-theanine, and a number of other things. It tastes great, feels great. And it knocked me right out before I even got halfway through an episode of Drive to Survive on Netflix. So uh, it worked for me. I love the product. I uh, love the team there and excited uh, to listen to this ad. They're honestly really, really great. And it tastes good too. All right. So this one is on the Matt Welsh show. It is a, I believe Walsh, 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 Walsh. Um, I believe it's a pre-roll actually. And Adam, we haven't done too many pre-rolls, which is why I wanted to include this one in. Um, so it's a pre-roll and, um, let's give it a listen. Are you ready to discover the incredible benefits of a good night's sleep? It's time to awaken your senses and embrace the importance of restful slumber. Dive into the world of sleep and introduce yourself to an amazing product that could revolutionize your nighttime routine. Beam Dream is a game changer. Their dream powder, a hot cocoa designed specifically for sleep, could transform your nights with flavors like cinnamon cocoa and chocolate peanut butter and make it a treat to sip on before bedtime. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of ingredients including magnesium, uh, L-theanine, Theanine, theanine, I think. Anyway, whatever it is, it's good. Helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, and help you wake up refreshed. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. Your body and mind deserve the gift of restful nights. Try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder. Get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash Walsh and use code Walsh at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash Walsh and use code Walsh for up to 40% off. Interesting. Um, so again, context, Matt Walsh show, pre-roll ad. Um, Lindsay, let's pass it off to you. What are your initial high thoughts? Well, immediately, I, I love that it's like hot chocolate. I really would have liked to hear him talk about what he liked about it. I He he struggled to say L-theanine, uh, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but then, you know, the the most that we got was whatever however you say it it's great and i i think that with such an interesting product like he could have talked about his bedtime routine or the flavors that he liked like immediately i was like oh my gosh i could i could totally incorporate this into my bedtime routine and that that seems like something you know it's a universal experience right like we all even if we don't realize it everybody has the very specific things they do before bed and i think it would be pretty easy to kind of incorporate that story into this read I mean, overall, it was fine, but but I, I definitely think that it it lacked from it lacked personalization. Mm. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, it was missing any me statements. It was not an endorsed read from the perspective of the host saying, "I love this product. I think you could love this product too." Mm-hmm. Uh, it does give like a general like recommendation to say like this product could revolutionize your nighttime routine, and so perhaps it just means that he hasn't tried the product. This is a non endorsed ad. Could be coming from like a news politics journalistic standpoint where they can't give a uh, an endorsement products in the same capacity however i totally agree like it feels like i didn't really get enough to compel me to cross the finish line to actually understand what the product is is it going to taste good i don't know mm. because when it comes down to a couple things when i think about a good ad read is i want to know if you're the host that's influencing me like do you actually like the way that this thing tastes and truthfully it does taste good it's got an earthier flavor to it it's, it tastes like a healthy hot chocolate you know mm. what i mean like it doesn't taste like it's full of sugar at least to me but my my roommates love it. Like they love the flavor of it. I like the flavor of it. And and that is part of the compelling nature of like when you hear about all these like good for you types of products, 
at some level, people just want to know, does it also taste good? Yeah. Is it something yeah. that I can enjoy? And he says there's flavors, but doesn't really give context for like, oh, I like really enjoy it. Or my wife really likes this. Or even just give a, a, a con contextual fit for it. Like create the theater of the mind. Then on top of that, he does struggle with the word Althenian. And to add on to that, that adds to my point where I don't know if he's actually tried it or understands the product. And this comes across more like he's just doing a scripted read for the product without knowing a lot about it, which can become less influential for the read. The one other thing I do want to note that is a plus for me uh, is actually where this ad is placed because this isn't, it is a pre-roll because it's right at the very beginning, but it's after they've introduced the content of the episode. So it's not right at the very top of the episode at zero, 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 zero. It comes in one minute into the episode after they say, today on the Matt Walsh show, another female celebrity, so on, so on, so on. And then they jump into the ad, which I really prefer because it gives the person who's listening time to listen and get into the episode, settle down, and then you hit them with the ad. So they can't just hit that skip button right away to get to it. So overall, that would be my thoughts. Go ahead. I, I agree with the, the taste kind of keeping in mind that it is a CBD product. Like there, there are a lot of CBD products out there, right? Like it's, it's very saturated. And so you really need that personalization in order to kind of cut through the noise, right? Like it's very mm -hmm. easy to be like, here it is. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> well, actually, notably, he doesn't even mention CBD in the read. And I can give context for this, knowing them as uh, a client that we work with. They have two main uh, variations of the product. They have their Beam Dream with CBD and Beam Dream without CBD. And so oh. some hosts don't like talking about CBD because they're not akin to it or they don't want to promote it. That's totally okay for Beam. Uh, some shows can just promote the non-CBD. So in this case, they don't talk about CBD. And for them, CBD is such a small part of what their product is. The core of their product is melatonin, magnesium, L-theanine, et cetera, all these other sleep aid products. And CBD just happens to be an additional part of it, like an ingredient, less to the forefront. Because I think you're right, Lindsay, that CBD has become such a competitive category, especially in podcasting, because CBD couldn't really advertise on a lot of other mediums and it found its way through podcasting. And Beam kind of said, you know what, why are we trying to compete on CBD when we could just compete on better night's sleep? Keeping that in mind then, like, because that, that's really great to know. Uh, keeping that in mind, I would have definitely, um, you know, if, if he was struggling to kind of give his own story, I would definitely kind of encourage him to talk more about like what L-theanine does. Mm -hmm. um, because unless you're, you know, a supplement person, you, d you don't know. So I, I think that that is another area where probably copy could be tweaked a little bit. So mm -hmm. the audience could have a better understanding of like, what am I putting in my body? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Go ahead, Adam. Yep. One other question I want to ask uh, to all of us uh, is something that we don't always talk about is, is this the right product for the show? Does it make sense for this product to be on this show? Whether or not you know the show or not, but in the context, Matt Walsh show, it's a news politics show, uh, mm -hmm. a little conservative leaning. So does this make sense for Beam to be on this show in terms of context? Would you see this as a good fit? I can give my answer. Uh, I think it does make sense. I think the average type of person who tunes in to news politics content regularly is a high stress individual because mm. they care a lot about what's going on in the media and that can be stressful. Uh, and so if you are a stressed out individual, you may not be sleeping very well and therefore a product that is a sleep aid or sleep supplement would be a very, very good fit for you. Does it make sense out front where you're like, oh, wow, this podcast is about sleep or nutrition or health and fitness? Not necessarily, but I think the type of person that could benefit from being would be listening to the show. Yeah, it's affinity. That'd be my thoughts. Yeah. Any thoughts there, Lindsay? 
No, I, I agree. Um, and that's a conversation that we also have a lot internally, like, okay, does this product fit? Maybe we want to test it, but making sure that the way that we feature the product in our creative fits the show. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, yeah. So, so yeah, I could see, I could see focusing on, on sleep because you're right people who are tuning in even if they don't realize it if you tune into news content consistently you are probably stressed you may not realize that's the cause but it's probably stressing you out um yeah helping helping them sleep at night seems like a a good idea but also keeping that in mind if they are more conservative leaning i would be sure to better outline what is in the product um because like i said they they may not know yeah Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. I mean, I, I totally agree with both of you on the taste thing. Um, and we've talked about this a lot. And Adam, you know, not, you can't always have a perfectly host endorsed ad read, right? That where they've actually tried it and that's, you know, whatnot. Um, but, you know, there he probably could have pulled in some reviews or something, you know, even if even if he hadn't tasted, he could have been like, you know, thousands of people say it's, you know, one of the best tasting things they've tried or it's their new favorite to hot chocolate or something like that. So I think even without, you know, having that host endorsed thing, there probably could have still been that third party validation around the, the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the L-theming thing is really interesting because we've talked about this again, Adam, you know, when a host messes up or like says something wrong, it actually adds an element of authenticity to it. But I think that that was missed here because instead of him sort of making a joke about it, and then to your point, Lindsay, going and explaining what L-theming is, even though he can't pronounce it right, he, it it made it sound like he was reading off a script and he just Mm -hmm. didn't know what the word is and he sort of moved on. So I think that was a miss there because it could have actually added that authenticity because LD means a hard word to, you know, to pronounce, especially when you're just reading it for the first time. Um, but I think that instead, the way that he sort of delivered it came off again as he just sort of messed up and kept going. Um, super, super interesting. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask too. So Adam, to your point about how it didn't, the ad didn't start right at zero, zero. Um, obviously, there's probably people that have best practices and people that would disagree with that and that sort of thing. Is this something we're seeing happen more? Is in Lindsay, do you guys take this into consideration? Is this something you ask a show to do or is this just sort of standard you know they either insert it the first you know couple seconds or they they wait a little bit i mean on our end it it really varies show to show most established hosts have their you know their their breaks where they're going to do their reads um so you know when we come along we're just like well just make sure it's a (laughs) mid-roll wherever it falls is fine as long as it's you know five minutes into the show or whatever but but yeah they i don't know i i i find that they tend to choose that uh that's man that's a whole other topic that i could yeah. talk about forever the the benefits of running earlier in a show rather than you know later in the episode so i'll let me stop there before i go on a tangent (laughs) (laughs) no but i love that i mean it's it's one of those interesting things because every show has a different way of doing it and like that's great and they obviously know their their stuff best but i sometimes you know when we talk about these things adam because i totally agree with you right like when i listen to the morbid podcast i skip through the first three minutes like just even as a podcast advertiser right like i know they're gonna just talk about general stuff and there's gonna be an ad um and i and i wish that wasn't the case but maybe 
if they had sort of introduced themselves first or something or, or had a piece of content that I didn't want to miss, I would be less likely to do that. Um, going again, going back to your point, um, making that mm -hmm. add a content thing. So it's just interesting that like, yes, there are best practices and all of that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, I, I think in, in the in a positive way, some of these shows and stuff should get together and think about some of these, you know, ways in which they can switch this stuff up without being so rigid. This is just how we do it. That's well, that's kind of what I was going to say. My my take on it is we do have some legacy hosts that I think could benefit from changing it up a little bit. Um, you know, to your to your point about morbid, kind of having their their banter at the beginning and they do an ad, um, all the way to folks like um Crime Junkie. Mm. Uh they have uh like a little music break. And so you you hear that and you're like, oh, well, here comes their ad read. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think that we are kind of entering an era where there probably is some listener fatigue where hosts may want to not only zhuzh up their reads, but maybe where they place them. Yeah, mm -hmm. which again, and I'm not somebody that's actually placing ads on podcasts right now, but I feel like it shouldn't be the most difficult thing ever. And I just, I'm really excited because I think that's going to become more of part of the conversation. And I think even that stuff is really, really interesting. And there's a, a lot of different mm -hmm. levers you can pull outside of just the ad creative and the targeting that can mm -hmm. probably start to help improve performance um, that we should all be discovering and interested in, in you know, testing out. Mm -hmm. I was going to add there, there's one stat in which I think leverage is why I believe that if you're going to do a pre-roll, you should do it a little bit after you start introducing is that I think it's somewhere still close to about 49% of people consume podcasts while driving. Mm -hmm. And if they're starting their podcast before they start driving uh, and there's ads right away, they have the freedom because they haven't started driving to yep. just hit that skip button. And mm -hmm. I'm assuming that everybody's a law abiding citizen that doesn't text while they drive, obviously. <laughs> but if you put the ad in about one minute in or even a minute 30 in, it's a good chance they're already on the road. They're moving there's a less of a desire to pick up the phone and hit that skip button just because they're in process of doing something else. So it's naturally going to hit them a little bit easier. That is my biggest reason for why I believe that it works a little bit better uh, when it's about a minute in rather than right off the top. It's just less skippable. Yeah. I also just think like, again, going back to my morbid thing, like, Every time I listen, I skip. I know, like they've trained, I they've trained my behavior mm -hmm. to know that that's going to happen, and I almost feel like figuring out how to like mix it up a little bit and adding yes. that variability. You know, you're retraining the behavior to, you know, I I'm not going to take the chance and skip three minutes because I don't know what I'm going to miss, and maybe the ad's five yeah. minutes in, or maybe it's thirty seconds in and stuff. So I think that's a, another really interesting thing because when we stick with those sorts of things, where again we're training that user to, you know, recognize that oh, you know, right when they say this halfway through the episode, there's going to be an ad versus is, all right, let's move it a little bit just so um, people aren't, you know, uh, that's not a habit for them. It, it's like what Lindsay was saying about the music for Crime Junkie. It's yep. like your signal that, oh, yep. it's about to be ad time because you yep. know it's coming when you hear that noise. And yeah. people are very trainable in that regard. And so yeah. you don't want to train them to skip your ads. You want to train them to listen to your ads or whatever it is. So anyways, yeah. I think we're all in alignment. Do you want to give some scores let's for this? Let's do read? some scores. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll kick it off. I think that this is a very middle of the line, mediocre read. You don't really get a lot of info. Good call to action in terms of like very clear where to go, what to buy, so on, so on. I don't think that's complicated. I think they do it a very straight read. I'm going to call it a five, five mm -hmm. out of ten. Okay. It's, it's nothing that gets me out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay? Yeah, I, I think I'm aligned there. I was thinking four or five out of ten. Cool. I was going to give it a five. So, um, 
neat. Well, again, I mean, I think overall, like if I was Beam, maybe I would still be happy with it again, thinking that maybe they can't, you know, that it can't be perfectly host endorsed and it's a pre-roll and that sort of stuff. But I'll ask our rep if he was happy. Yeah, yeah, ask our rep, ask your rep. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's move this along. We'll go on to the next one. So um, another CBD company, even though this wasn't specifically their CBD product, um, Beams, that is, but um, CBD Distillery. Um, we're going to be listening to an ad um, on the... Uh, Jim Cornette Experience podcast. Are you guys familiar mm. with that one? I yes. am. There, Jim okay. Cornette's very viral right now with uh, a lot of this drama going on in in the podcast industry, which we Ooh. maybe need to do a different episode. To yeah, maybe we do. I need to. I need to hear this. Um, oh, right. I would love that. Let's give it a listen. That's, it can't be wrong. That it can't be wrong. Because I'll tell you what. That's what all the customers are saying over at cbdistillery.com. They're saying. If taking your products are right, I don't want to be wrong. Or are they saying if taking your products are wrong, I don't want to be right? I'll tell you what is right. 90% of customers report better sleep with CBD. And 81% say that CBD helps calm them from stress and anxiety. 80% report less pain after exercise or physical activity. And 1% find that they can will themselves into another dimension. You can enjoy better focus and concentration with their full range of carefully formulated CBD and other plant-based solutions over there at cbdistillery.com when you use the promo code JCE for this program. Jim Cornette Experience, JCE. See what they did there. And Brian, you know, you can't go wrong with a product recommended by Mayo Clinic trained internist and preventive health specialist, Dr. Kevin Fry, Glenn Fry's older brother. No relation to Glenn Fry whatsoever. I heard that when Glenn made himself a hippie and went out to the Rainbow Room or wherever and goddamn on a sunset strip, that meanwhile, Dr. Kevin was going to all the fine medical schools around the country, learning to help people get involved in CBD. One had a peaceful, easy feeling, and the other one wanted to give you a peaceful, easy feeling. You know, there are over 2 million satisfied customers of CBDistillery.com. Were you aware of that, Brian? Yes. Did you know that their products are packed with whole-body healing plant compounds and vital nutrients that you'll need to take with you to that other dimension that you'll be able to will yourself into after you get on this stuff real regular? And I'll tell well, you what, I, I don't know about that, but there are parts of that that yes. And there are other parts. You'll, you will, you'll, you, you, know. you, you might not even notice it because you, everything else will look exactly the same. And all the people that, you know, here will be there. It's just the sky is either purple or green. I don't depends think that's, on, depends on the weather over there. I don't think that's how it works. And I will say I did use some of CB the stories, fine products on my knee recently, as I've been recovering from my knee injury. Yes, where you were taken down and mugged at gunpoint and suffered that severe injury. I didn't go to Suffolk County. What are you talking about? Actually, no, you fell down in your own home and you hurt yourself, and now you're expecting the people at cbdistillery.com to make you feel better. I think that's very selfish. There's a bunch of people out there that have injuries and problems sleeping and problems with stress and anxiety and, and concentration and focus that are not even their fault, and here you're just clumsy. 
and you're using up all the CBD. Well, they got more, folks. At cbdistillery.com, you fell down in your own home and you injured yourself. My knee. It was my knee went out. I didn't do anything clumsy. I didn't trip on something. I'm a Dick Which, Van Dyke. All right. I'll pause it there. This is a long one. It's actually like four minutes and like 30 seconds or something, which is one of the reasons why I picked it. Um, so the rest sort of just goes on. They keep talking a little bit and and I'll actually have the actual clip in there. And then they do the whole um, URL promo code thing. But uh, yeah, who wants to kick it off? So I, if you don't know, uh, Jim is an old wrestling guy. Uh, so he's he's a real character. Like he was uh he was like a commentator and like a manager so like this this is the kind of content that his listeners are tuning in for and he makes it kind of clear that he doesn't totally understand cbd with his uh references to moving into another dimension purple and green sky (laughs) yeah yeah he i I think he's a little confused uh it doesn't have psychedelic properties (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's this is very entertaining like i it's content i personally love this yeah this is content yeah it, it feels like you could have this may not even be an ad read this is like just part of his podcast <laughs> where he's just yes. telling a story it doesn't feel like you're even part of an ad at this point like if i'm a listener i'm not upset at all that i'm being advertised to for four minutes because it feels like it's just more jim Cornette experience it is the experience of jim Cornette, yeah, and it just yeah. happens to be talking about a product and and you're just like pulled into into this story that's so ridiculous of him going back and forth with his co-host where his co-host is reining him in during this ad read during the ad read and it just feels so real organic and very like pre-2020 style of podcast ad read that you would expect from back in the day where there wasn't a lot of rules there were just people out in the wild west just shooting shots and hey this is an ad that we're doing it, it was, feels very real. It's so unfiltered to to your point. Yeah, which I I think is is just beautiful. I mean, I'm I'm sure they didn't pay for a 4-minute spot, but these <laughs> guys just went off. I mean, I I I will say like I was lost at some points, but I don't think that matters again because like they kept bringing me back in and I was like, "Okay, did we move on from the ad or oh, we're still talking about the product?" <laughs> like it was it was just like ridiculous and I don't listen to this guy's show. Um but I'm I'm sure that's exactly what his content sounds like. And then, you know, how Halfway through it, they started getting into the like how they've actually tried it. He had mentioned the knee thing, and then they went mm-hmm. into that whole ridiculous story. But like, you know, there there was that like touch of like, you know, they really use it. They mentioned, I mean, they just they hit on everything. Like, I think there were some weird pauses in between stuff um, that probably could have been cleaned up. But uh, maybe that's part of the show. I just think like we could probably have listed out all the value props they talked about. I mean, the customer reviews they pulled in, the use cases. Like, it just it really hit every single one. And I don't think I think that can be accomplished in some that's under four minutes but uh yeah that was a that was hilarious <laughs> yeah i um th- this would be a good example of one that i would pull as like kind of a best of which i know bucks some people's best practices of like hey you've got to hit on the motivate your audience you got to hit on your reasons to buy but like this is so classically jim like his listeners probably weren't skipping this like mm-hmm. we were we were sitting here laughing listening to it like you know that they were they were engaged as well and and that's that's equally important and i think that gets lost sometimes like i would much rather have this sort of experience than for him to hit on every single bullet point that we that we handed to him mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. This reminds me of like the classic timeless Sherry's Berries ads from Bill Burr, him going off for 13 minutes. This is like a microcosm of what that was from back in the day, right? Yes. This is what I think classic podcast ad buyers are like, oh, I would, I would hope that once a week an ad comes up like this where you're just hearing someone go off. I, I get I get giddy for ads like this just because it feels real and you can tell that the host cares enough to do this. It's not just a job. It's not just a paycheck. They're having fun with it and they're making it work. And I imagine it would be hard for me to believe that this didn't do well for the brand at the end of the day. Niche, should we score it? Yes. All right. Lindsay, what do you I think? I want to hear y'all scores first. Okay. Okay. Wait, maybe we, maybe we write them down and so that we're not <laughs> influenced by the other ones. Does everybody have a little piece of paper or something in front of I, them? I have mine. I, I'm good. I'm good oh to go. Oh my gosh. Whatever. I don't have a pen. Okay. No worries. All right. I can put it on my phone. Okay. Let me put it in a note. I, I can write mine down right here. Is everybody right. ready? Yes. I, I, do right. you want me to go first? No, let's just, let's just raise them up and then we'll, we'll have everybody explain okay. their scores. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? One, two, three. 12. Months back. 8.5. So 8.5, Amelia, you were a 12. I said 12. 12. <laughs> I was just okay. like, I'm fucking uh, Lindsay, what was your score? I gave him an 8. Okay. Okay. So, so Amelia, you rated it above the scorecard. So yep. I don't know what's going on there. But it's not allowed. Um, but but yeah. Lindsay and I were actually really close there. And I'm really curious, Lindsay, why you wouldn't have given it a 10. Because I have my reasons why I, I would dock it down just a little bit. Even though we talked about how amazing it was. There's a lot that is really good here. There's a few things that I feel like uh, knocked it down a couple pegs but Lindsay, i do want to hear what your thoughts were first so my two my two main reasons that i that i knocked him just a little bit was the link um it it was getting a little long mm -hmm. um and we do internally we have found that uh spots that run over 60 seconds do perform better for us but there is a law of diminishing returns if they start mm -hmm. going too long you yeah. do start to lose folks on top of that, I I loved the humor, and personally, I liked that he didn't totally get CBD, um, but I would have liked to maybe see a little more understanding from him of, of the product, and and that's that's really the only thing for me. That Literally, the exact two same points that I would have given is I felt like it was just a bit too long in the same way that Amelia, we paused it before we even got to the end because we we were here to critique this ad and we didn't even make it to the end because it was just becoming a little bit too much and then agreed. Uh, if, I wish that Jim knew a little bit more about the product so it didn't come across as though he wasn't familiar. Like Purple and Green Sky, it's funny, it's humorous and it's, it's good content, but did it actually convert people? Because if they don't still know what the product is or what how it works or what it does, you've missed something at the end of the day. Very true. And if people are looking to buy CBD and, and they don't know about it, and now they're being told that it is like a psychedelic, they're not gonna, you know, that might turn some people off. Um, well, wow, those are such great points. And now that I think about it, you're you're totally right. I mean, the fact that we just, we literally paused it. Four minutes isn't that long, but like we weren't even going to listen to it all. Um, that actually makes me want to bring my score down. Not to mention, I think some of the real substance was in those last two minutes. And that totally could have been moved up to, um, to the top. Mm. Um, because I think if there were people that skipped it, they missed that personal testimonial. They missed the story about how he used it for his knee. Um, and, you know, they probably could have explained that a little better too. Why is CBD good for your knee? What were, what was in it that, you know, helped with the arthritis or whatever it was. And so, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really liked it again. I think it was, it was awesome, but, uh, those are really, really good points that now that I'm thinking about it, I probably would adjust my score. Cool. Any Fair other enough. last minute thoughts? No. All right. I, Next I we, one. We here we go. Uh, this is Babbel. Are you guys familiar with the app Babbel? Mm-hmm. 
it's like Duolingo, like one of those, um, you know, teaches you how to speak different languages and stuff. This one was on the 20,000 podcast, I believe. 20,000 Hertz. Triple check. 20,000 Hertz podcast. It's a, it's a podcast all about diving into sounds and where they came from and whatnot. So Really? Different, yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're, it's a lovingly crafted podcast that reveals the stories behind the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. Ooh, recognizable. Now I want to listen to this. Okay, uh, so Babel, 20,000 Hertz. Um, this is a mid-roll. It's relatively new. Um, let's give it a listen. It's a beautiful summer day in Paris. You're sitting on a bench on the banks of the Seine, overlooking the Eiffel Tower. Then, someone approaches you to ask for the time. Excusez-moi, quelle heure est-il? You clutch your partially chewed baguette and begin to panic. Come on, middle school French, don't let me down. If only you had tried Babbel. Babbel is a language learning software and e-learning platform that will help you feel confident on your next trip abroad. It's designed and recorded by real people so you can have real conversations. With Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited time offer that's just for 20,000 Hertz listeners. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash 20K. That's babbel.com slash 20K for 55% off. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash two zero K. Rules and restrictions may apply. Right there we have it. Uh, so the one thing I didn't mention about this, and we're all aware now, but this is, his, uh, the other ones we listened to were host read. This is mm -hmm. pre-produced or produced, um, as we call it in the Podscribe platform. So good context there. Definitely a different um, ad read than we usually review. So uh, yeah, who wants to kick it off? Amelia, why don't, why don't you kick off? Why don't uh, I kick one? it off? Um, it was interesting. Now, I don't, now that you gave me context about the 20,000 Hertz podcast, I'm wondering if it's, it's similar to some of those fiction podcasts we were listening to, um, Adam, where like they sort of have to be pre-produced or it, maybe it fits again, a little more into the content rather than, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are just two hosts talking and, and having conversations about stuff. But if it, if it isn't, and it is more of that sort of like fiction, fiction style, then this pre-produced one that is like telling a story with the background noises and the characters and the actors, maybe that does make sense i'm not the biggest fan of that especially if it isn't that's not what the the host is um or the the show is actually about because i think maybe the the theater of the mind it did pull me in there but i think that paris one like i i liked where they were going but it didn't click with me um and i think that it was just a little bit too specific of a story that is going to be hard to relate with everybody now if i've had that experience or i've traveled to paris or if i love baguettes or whatever it is maybe that was like oh my god you know right there yes i need babble i've totally experienced that but i they probably could have widened that story a little bit brought like more so that it could have of, you know, given the theater of the mind to a broader audience. So that was like my first thing. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I did like the way that they talked about the exclusiveness of the offer. I think it's a, a lot of times it's just they weigh out the vanity URL and they um, talk about the promo. And sometimes they add in like this is only a special promo. But I felt like this was a very specific offer for this podcast and Babbel, which I, again, appreciated. And I think hosts in general could probably um, make a little more enticing when they're talking about promo codes. So I do have a question because I haven't I haven't listened to the show in a while. Was that the host? 
I do think it is uh, just based on the voice. Uh, I'm listening to it right before him and it does sound like it's the same. Okay. Okay. So that means they went into a production studio, crafted this whole thing with the host and all of the sounds. This wasn't they handed them an audio clip. What were you saying, Adam? Uh, Yeah. And they made jingles and all that stuff for it, I'm I'm assuming, which would be contextual to the the type of podcast that they they create. It's all about sound. So it would make sense. These types of reads are are very polarizing, I have found. Mm -hmm. Um, I think given the, the nature of this specific podcast, it, it makes sense to do it this way. Because you do have um, you do have the the background sounds and you've got the music and the the crickets when they couldn't think of the reply, which I which I I like a lot. And um, these are all areas that we're also exploring. Um, you know, at at ad results, how to kind of build out these stories with sound effects and you know fitting music and whatnot. I think it works, and I. <laughs> I'm curious about y'all's, I, maybe we can talk offline about the fiction podcasts because you are right. They do very similar things here. Um, so I think kind of keeping that context in mind, this probably spoke to their audience. And I think that that's something else that's really important to remember when listening to these, um, just because the creative doesn't necessarily resonate with you if it is something that fits within their show and with mm-hmm. their listeners it makes sense, right? And so, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I like it. It it tells the story about like, man, I took French in high school. I wish I would have kept up with it. And I mean, I know that I took Spanish in high school, and I wish I would have kept up with it. So I can I can personally relate, and it speaks to me um, as someone who actually just recently moved. And you know, I'm like, man, actually revisiting my Spanish lessons would probably be helpful. Maybe I should try Babbel. Mm-hmm. So like personally, it speaks to me. So I, I find it quite compelling. Okay. That's super interesting. And I totally relate to that, that same experience where it's like, damn, I, I took eight years in high school and stuff and I can't, I can, you know, maybe speak a couple words, Tony Estalbano and stuff like that. Um, but again, I think like, and that's great that we both pulled that uh, out of it. And maybe, maybe that was like, that's all they need to do. But again, I think the story they were telling was so specific with like Paris and that sort of thing. And, and maybe that's the audience and all that sort of stuff. But I think, again, they probably could have just brought in it a little bit. And even then just like talked about that exact experience a little bit more you know rather than trying to paint you in a picture in Paris with your baguette they could have just been like it's so frustrating you know that all of us took and we're forced to take years of language classes and we you know majority of us probably don't remember anything and are not conversational and that's you know that sucks and I'd be like yeah that did suck and yada yada so I totally agree with you there Lindsay yeah so once upon a time I went attended some online marketing conference thing and I listened to a talk from a guy named Benton Crane he's behind Harmon Brothers and runs a lot of their ad creatives for brands that do big YouTube campaigns behind like Squatty Potty and Dr. Squatch and a number of other, uh, maybe not Dr. Squatch, but Squatty Potty for sure is one of their biggest clients at AdRamp. And he was talking in this about there's different types of ad creatives that fulfill different types of purposes in general. There are the hardcore infomercials that are designed to sell, 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 and they'll hard push you on why you should buy this product, all the features, yada, yada. Then on the flip side, you have very brand awareness-y campaigns that are just brand building, but they don't have a direct call to action or a conversion aspect to them. And they're just supposed to make you feel something and feel inclined positively about the brand. And then somewhere in between is where the golden ad is and where you can get great conversions out of an ad while also building a positive reputation for the product. And I think this ad kind of facilitates something more in the middle there where 
but almost the worst of both of those two things and smushed it together where I do think they attempted to build some brand awareness out of like, Hey, let's create these jingles. Let's talk about a summer day in Paris. You're creating this fictional scenario that you're in. And then there's also this offer at the end that's supposed to incentivize you to buy. But the biggest thing that I'm missing in here is knowing now that this is the host giving the ad is, have you actually used this product? Like where mm -hmm. has this impacted and changed your life? If this is supposed to be an endorsement, that is the thing that I think would have added a lot of value into this read itself that would have just changed it from top to bottom. Other than that though, I love that it probably fits contextually into the podcast really well from a jingle standpoint. They're talking about sounds, they're talking about audio. Audio is so important to this podcast that learning on a mobile app, how to speak audibly for other people is such a way that you could integrate this better into the content. Like your content is about this kind of stuff. And so I'm like, yeah, you have an opportunity to go deeper here. And that is the only thing I'm judging it against the content that they, they could do an even better job that would fit to their audience. It's not bad though. It's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm content with it. The only other one takeaway that I'm going to say docs a point in my books is right before this ad, the last thing that they said was that's all coming up after this break. Mm. And that is the biggest symbol to me that like, Oh, everybody pull out your phones and hit that skip button because an ad. Yep. I'm like, Oh, nobody wants to, to be prompted that they're about to get an ad. Just give them the ad, at least from an advertiser's perspective. Don't, don't warn your listeners that an ad's coming. Well, and we've talked about that before too, Adam, right? Like they're, there has to be in order to like, whether it's FTC guidelines or whatever it is, like you have to at least tell people that this is an ad, but there's other ways to do it, right? Like we are so yep. thankful to our sponsors, Babbel or something, right? Like it's, it's a little more content rather than stay tuned for these ads, you know, or like now for a commercial break. Um, <laughs> you know, the only thing um, that I, I was just thinking about that I think they probably could have done a better job at is, you know, most people have heard of Babbel. Most people have heard of Duolingo. There's lots of, you know, Rosetta Stone, all of those like learning language stuff. Why are they different? Like why? would I use that? Especially mm -hmm. like Duolingo, yeah. right? They are the largest. They have like have this massive, mass appeal. Um, and so like, and, and they, they do a really good job of sort of like talking about like why they're different and why it makes you or helps you learn. Well, you know, he brought up this like learn a language in three weeks or something like how, what, what is, what, it, what mm -hmm. do you guys do? Is it a game based? Is it, you know, yeah. how is this better than any other language app? And I think that that was missed, um, you know, which again, makes me think this is more of a brand awareness ad, but they did have that offer. So I think there probably could have been Mm -hmm. uh, a little more, you know, information around like what, what is Babel, you know, learning with Babel actually look like and, and why is this app so cool? I agree. Yeah. I think, I think keeping both of y'all's points in mind, they, they could have improved. He could have told his own story. Like mm -hmm. he could have still incorporated all of the sound effects. He could have incorporated the, the music, but he could have told his own story of how he used Babel or maybe where it impacted, you know, his life or or, you know, maybe when he's like, man, pre-babble, I found myself in this situation and it sucked. Um, so, no, I, I totally agree with everything that y'all are saying. I have, I have what I think could be such a great hook for this ad for their context of their show. Every episode, they're talking about a particular sound. What if they opened up with like, uh, in today's episode where we're doing the sound or whatever, but if... Uh, what what would this sound sound like in French? What would this sound sound like in whatever as like a as a, a posed question to lead in as a hook and to say like, well, we may not be able to replicate this sound in French, but you might be able to learn French in as little as three weeks with the help of our sponsor, Babel. Wow. And you could lead right into it that way. And I think that would be such a more impactful way to hook into your content that creates a value for your listener while still giving a great read for the ad that you don't have to change much else afterwards. That's so beautiful. I love that. I totally agree with that. Um, okay, should we give it some scores? Sure. 
All right. Go ahead. Mila, kick, no, you got to kick this one off. All right. You start it. I'm going to say a five. I will, I will match you with a five. I think comparing to the other two reads, I think this read is just as satisfactory as the Matt Walsh read where it doesn't really go deep. It doesn't really fail on any point where you're like, ah, they still talked about the product. They said the discount. They hit all the things that they were supposed to say. It just doesn't have a lot of flavor beyond that. Aside yeah. from the fact that there's a jingle aspect to it that makes it feel like commercially, mm-hmm. but I would still call it a five. So I, I'm mostly aligned. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I, I thought it was, you know, it was fine. I like the sound effects. I like the way that it fits into the context of the show. And... And I know that this part is subjective. As a listener, it just happened to hit me at the right time. Like I mentioned, I've recently moved and I've found myself in an Mm -hmm. area where Spanish, (laughs) knowing Spanish would be beneficial. Um, And so it just happened to hit me at the right time. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I do need to look into Babel. That's great. I mean, that's like, I'm sure that's not everybody experience, everybody's experience, but that's probably exactly what they were going for. You know, that 20% of the people that are listening are probably going through that exact thought process in your mind, whether they moved or whether they're in an area where they're, you know, have tried to order a restaurant. And they're like, shit, it would be so great if I knew this. Um, exactly. Yeah. Love that. I love that. So you gave it a six, Adam five and five for me. Um, neat, neat. Well, this was great. Um, I do want to sort of end this episode on some just like high level thoughts and themes and stuff that we talked about. So, um, you know, there's lots of different ways to like score ads, right? We use this like metrics of 10, right? At, you know, make better. And then at Podscribe um, with our, you know, AI chat GPT feature for automated like ad scoring, we also use a, a scale of 10. I think all of that sort of arbitrary, we, you know, we had Stu on, he's got this whole, you know, crazy like 71 data point sort of stuff. Um, and then I know that there's probably a lot of different, you know, ways in which you grade them. Do you guys have one in particular? Like, how do you think about grading? rating or scoring ad creative if you do that internally when you're reviewing performance and looking at the air checks? So we do have an internal system uh, very similar to to you guys. It is on a scale from one to 10. Um, But each piece within that 10 also has a smaller scale from like one to five. And so we try to look at each piece a little bit differently. So um, you know, how would we score an endorsement from like mm. zero being no endorsement to five being, you know, very strong. It's very personal. They're, they love the product. It's impacted their life. Um, and then we also have a, a separate score where we score the delivery because I, I do think that it's important to look at those separately because you can have an excellent endorsement and very poor delivery could be very delivery in your mind means like the tone yes the tone are they genuine was it interesting Mm. um you know did they do something different out of the box so so like i mentioned i could say i could come on and be like well you know i love Babel. uh you can go try out my code maybe i'm having a bad day but you know it's just kind of like i'm not i don't sound invested um, but then you could also have on, on the flip side, you could have people who are very excited sounding. Um, they're, they're, they're very in, engaged. They're very animated, but they never actually use any I statements. They never actually say, I love this product. So we, we try to look at it. Those are our two kind of main, those are the like heaviest parts of our, our score. Right. And so we try to look at that and we say, okay, like within the delivery, does it fit within their show? Are they engaged? Uh, do they 
want to be doing this ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then, then the endorsement, like how well did they actually speak to the mm-hmm. product? So we do have our own internal scoring system um, that we use. Uh, I think ours is like 12 points, but, <laughs> but it is, it is on a, it is on a scale from one to 10. And we try to use all of that to take an overall look mm-hmm. um, at creative and then, what recommendations can we make internally, whether it be directly to the host or do we need to change creative as a whole? Because um, that is that is also something that I think it's important for brands to to look at. If the majority of hosts seem to be struggling <laughs> with your creative messaging, maybe we need to make some changes that they can align with a little bit better. Yeah. I, I love the delivery piece because I, I personally think that's so important, like sentiment analysis and like delivery and tone and inflections. And, you know, like you said, like the, the tangible, like they're engaged and they're invested in this. I, I think that, that it actually gets really overlooked. And that's one of the hard things yeah. about, you know, podcast ads being an audio medium, right? Is first we transcribe them so you can see them and you can actually follow along and read it and see what they actually said. But then there's that the actual very, very critical, um, you know, delivery piece, again, those tones and those inflections. And I, I think that, uh, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I think that sometimes gets missed um, in some of the grading. And, and for me, at least, that's that's a really, really important piece. I, I'm a very energetic and fast talking person. And so when somebody comes on and they're like, I fucking love Babbel, like this, you know, took my learning Spanish from zero to 100 or something like I am, I am listening. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm matching that enthusiasm and stuff. So um, I love that you guys take that in consideration as well. Yeah. yeah. If you're a podcaster that wants your ad reviewed, as long as you speak it fast, Amelia will give you a good grade. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, and it's nonsense like the yeah the previous one, uh huh. <laughs> Adam, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Bill Burr and Cherry's Berries, and that was one of the very first accounts that I ever worked on when I started oh, wow. working for Ad Results. So I have um, a very strong and some fond memories of it. Um, but I I think I think Bill is a really good example of. His reads or his delivery is really funny. Um, He's sometimes sarcastic. Sometimes he gets lost in his copy, but there's always an entertaining element about it. And so that's something that we would always keep in mind because it really resonated with his listeners. Even if he never said, I love Sherry's Berries, just the way that he he delivered on the creative was was very engaging. Look, at the end of the day, if you're a podcaster and you're doing an ad, you are you're basically uh, stealing time away from your audience that they came for your content, not for the ad in the first place. And so if you mm-hmm. don't give them a good payoff in some capacity through that ad, you're taking away their attention from what they came for. And you will slowly deteriorate them if you're only doing reads that they don't want to hear, that aren't entertaining, that aren't engaging. So even if it's a product that you fully don't understand, you still owe it to your audience to do a good job on that read because you're going to suffer as a podcaster if you don't do a good job on your ad reads because your audience will know. They know that you're checking out on everything. So care about the ad reads. It will make an impact on your audience at the very end of the day. Part of the reason why I imagine Jim Cornette's listeners still love him and his ads is because his ads feel like content. Even if they go a little long, Jim, I think most of your audience doesn't care that much because I imagine that is just what they came for. So great. It would be really cool, Adam, to have like an actual creator on one of these episodes and like have them share their their thoughts. 
What? Jim Cornette, you want to come on? Yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah, call Jim. Yeah, we'll call Jim. <laughs> call him up. Um, no, but that would be really cool because I think, you know, we come, I always come to this podcast being like, how can we teach advertisers those best practices and how can they, you know, provide all of the important information to the host and stuff. But it's another thing. And, you know, one of the last episodes we just did, Adam was like us trying to give ad reads and, uh, you know, live and stuff. And it's, it's pretty tricky and it takes a lot more thought and you know like and not not necessarily like I'm writing out a script right because then you lose that authenticity but you have to have those like stories in your mind you have to have that like you know how am I gonna you know relate this to something that I you know my audience has listened to and and stuff like that and I think that that's we probably don't get enough give enough credit um to those um to the actual creators and stuff that are reading that um so it'd be really cool to have somebody on that talks about that experience any other high level thoughts themes to sort of round this episode out You mentioned best practices. I would say that the biggest one that I encourage uh, brands to keep in mind is um, just trust the host. You know, they know their audience and they are going to deliver a read that resonates with them, even if it feels dry or chaotic or whatever. (laughs) Like they know this is what my audience is used to. This is what they want to hear especially if you're working with comedy folks i have a if you don't mind i have a a great example that is that is stuck with me over the years it's from it was a stamps.com read on risk uh kevin allison he wrote a whole song for stamps and it connected with his audience in such a way that at his live shows uh they would like sing the stamp song and so it it was a very interesting take it was a little odd and at the time you know maybe it didn't quite like hit all of the bullet points that they had wanted but listeners were like i'm here for this i'm here for stamps i love this and you know for me like this was this was years ago like way pre-covid and that stuck with me and i think it's just very important when thinking about your creative to trust the creators and really just let them have fun with it and you know just be willing to to merge your brand voice with their voice yep yep I totally agree. I, and I think that's a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to, to sort of get, uh, to, to accept, right. As like, especially like for bigger brands and stuff like that, to trust the person is going to do, you know, talk about the product as best they can, but in a context and in a way that fits their audience. Um, you know, that can be kind of scary for a lot of brands. Um, but I, I totally agree. Any, any other thoughts, Adam? No, uh, but to wrap this up on my end, I want to go back to where Lindsay pulled us in at the very beginning in talking about integrated content. And as we left off on the last uh, ad that we were listening to with Babel, I'm reading through some of the transcript of what comes right after that in the read. And as a part of the 20,000 Hertz podcast, they do a mystery sound every episode where it's a mystery sound that then uh, people can send in a guess as to where that sound comes from or whatever. And I think that that would be such a beautiful opportunity for an integrated piece of content there from a sponsor, maybe like Babbel, where they're uh, saying like, here's the sound in English, French, and Spanish or whatever it is. As like a, a subtle quip, whatever it could be, it could yeah. be some form of engagement there that just goes a little bit beyond the ad read into a more integrated partnership. And I think that if you're a podcaster, you have a unique segment. Uh, when I hosted my show, I had a segment where I talked about the coffee that I was brewing every morning and then I had a coffee sponsor. It was such a great integration there. Those moments are some of the more impactful ones, I think, for brands at the end of the day, because they become 
part of the content, part of the narrative of the show, and it becomes part of the community itself. That then, like you were saying, Lindsay, the stamp song, it becomes something that people just talk about. The amount of people that would share on their Instagram stories about the coffee time on my podcast and the brand of coffee, and they're like, oh, I'm going to order that one so I can drink it with you on the show next week when I'm listening. I'm like, okay, awesome. And we would have those experiences. So the more you can integrate the products into the content, less than an ad or less like an ad, the better it'll be for everybody. Love so that. I love that direction. And I hope, I really, really hope that's what the future of podcasting looks like is more integrated. Thank you guys so much. And Lindsay, thank you. This was amazing. We'll have to have you back on again. And we want to hear more of the, you know, how you guys are changing the the narrative around the 60 second ad, because I'm really excited to see some of those results and, and all of that sort of stuff. So um, thank you again. If you're not familiar with Ad Results Media, go check them out. Stay tuned for lots of other exciting, fun episodes from hey, Make Better. Amelia, why, why do we do this podcast? It's something about like making bad or good or, or better. No, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's yeah, why, why make why, good, why we make better. Make Good. Yeah, yeah, no, why make, make it? Better, right? Exactly. <laughs> be better. Just everybody be better. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Good luck with your move, and um, we'll talk soon. Thank you. This was so much fun. Woohoo!